Welcome to Dispatches, the official podcast for the Journal of the American Revolution. The Journal of the American Revolution publishes weekly online at www.allthingsliberty.com. For the latest in research, reviews, and commentaries, America's Most Important History is available free of charge at the Journal of the American Revolution. Uh, the importance of this issue, this newspaper, is that it's the first French newspaper published in America, and it's the first newspaper that was uh, published for uh, an expeditionary force. For... That's Journal of the American Revolution contributor Norm Demaris talking about a French newspaper published exclusively for French soldiers serving in North America. And he's our guest today. I'm Brady Kreitzer. And this is Dispatches. This episode is brought to you by Discover Concord, the town where our American history began. Plan to visit and explore historic Concord, Massachusetts. For more information, visit discoverconcordma.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Dispatches. I'm your host, Brady Kreitzer. Today, our guest is Journal of the American Revolution contributor Norm Damaris. And he'll be talking about the Gazette Francoise, a newspaper exclusively published for French soldiers serving here in North America. When we talk about what the war was like for the men and women who served, we really do a disservice to ourselves uh, and to the memory of the soldiers who were fighting from different countries. We often don't think about the American Revolution as a world conflict, as a global conflict, but it was. In fact, it was a part of a larger conflict. And for the French soldiers here in North America who were fighting more for, I suppose, defeating the British and hurting the British than for the patriot cause, certainly for the cause of liberty, as time would tell, they were people that sacrificed a great deal. They were all very far from home in a foreign land, fighting in a war that, to them, they had a little stake in as far as the outcome goes. Again, delivering a blow to the British Empire was their number one goal. So while a small newspaper published just for these soldiers may seem trivial or unimportant to some, we of course all know that documents like this and sources like this sometimes provide us some of the most interesting information. The Gazette Francoise was a newspaper that told these men what was going on at home, that informed these men what was going on in the war. And if you could put yourself in their shoes, even for a moment, that tiny connection must have meant the world to them. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our interview with Norm Damaris. Norm Damaris, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Tell us about your background. Well, I'm a, uh, a librarian. Uh, I was I'm an, an academic librarian. I worked at Providence College for 27 years, and um, that's how I got involved in doing a lot of this research. Um, being an academic librarian, I had uh, 
faculty status, and faculty status was very important to me. Uh, and I was the first librarian to attain a professor, professor, uh, the rank of professor at Providence College, and I'm the only librarian to have professor emeritus status. What first drew your interest into this topic? Well, my background, I'm, I'm of French heritage, of course, and uh, I had a, an interest in uh, in French uh, history, and uh, as I did research in 18th century history, I came across this uh, uh, Gazette Francoise, and I, it, it intrigued me, so I, uh, I, I wanted to, to do some research about that. So uh, I did a translation of it about uh, well, maybe 15 years or so ago, and uh, I wrote, well, actually I translated the entire, docu- the entire uh, run of the, uh, the newspaper that exists, and um, I uh, published the, the facsimile issues in French and accompanying translation on the Providence College website. Tell us a little bit about what was the Gazette Francoise. The Gazette Francoise was a French newspaper that was published in Newport, Rhode Island. When Rochambeau's troops arrived in Newport, uh, Admiral de Ternay uh, brought a, a printing press aboard one of his ships, probably the Neptune. And um, it was set up in, uh, in, in Newport, and uh, it, published news, it published articles geared to uh, what French troops might have been interested in. Uh, the importance of this issue, this newspaper, is that it's the first French newspaper published in America, and it's the first newspaper that was uh, published for uh, an expeditionary force. For, this was the ancestor of uh, all kinds of uh, other military publications geared to troops, uh, such as uh, Stars and Stripes, which is geared to the uh, American Army. Norm. Who would have read this publication? Who was it published for? The primary readership of this publication would have been the French troops who came to uh, to, to America. Uh, they had been at sea for three months uh, before uh, arriving here, so they have no news of what was going on in America or in, in France or Europe. So when they landed here, there was... It was like being thrown into a different planet with different language, and uh, they had no no idea what was going on at this time, what happened in those those previous three months, because there was no communication of news aboard the ships. So the newspaper was targeted at these these troops, as well as uh, any French-speaking people who were in the area. Now, in America, there weren't very many French-speaking people, French-speaking citizens, because uh, the French, the French were not uh, particularly well liked, uh, and that's that's because they had been uh, are the enemies of American troops for all the colonial wars uh, up until the, the French Indian War, which had just uh, finished a, a decade before the uh, the revolution began. So this this newspaper was pr- primarily for for the troops. Um, and uh, there are there are articles in there or ads that indicate that uh, the, it, the, the some of the audience might have been uh, French speaking or people who knew who, who could read French and um, they would they could uh, benefit by uh, by this newspaper. 
Norm, you write at length in your article uh, about trying to pinpoint or identify where this uh, this periodical was actually published. It's a fascinating story. Can you tell us about it? Yes, the, the newspaper was published on in Newport, uh, Newport, Rhode Island, uh, and the colophon on the newspaper said it was printed at the uh, Rue, de la, Rue de la Pointe, or Point Street. There is no Point Street in Newport, at least existing today. So people think it generally, they generally think it was uh, published at uh, Admiral de Tournay's headquarters, which is the Hunter House in Newport. I don't believe it was published there because uh, an admiral's office would have been a very busy place, and it wouldn't been wouldn't have been a convenient place to have a newspaper published. The Hunter House is not a really large house. It was it might have been a large house in colonial times, but it's not a really large house, uh, so to speak. The Richardson House, which is right next door to it, is much larger. And that was uh, the, the Vicomte de Noailles' uh, lodgings. The Vicomte de Noailles was uh, uh, Lafayette's brother-in-law, and he lived next door to the Hunter House. And that house was much larger. It didn't have the same kind of traffic that uh, the Hunter House would have had. So I, I don't think that uh, the, the house, that the Hunter House, was the actual place. Uh, also, the Hunter House was on Water Street which is now Washington Street. And um, we have no indication that where Point Street was. My suspicion is that the street, which is now called Bridge Street, uh, runs perpendicular to Hunter Street, uh, to um, Water Street or Washington Street today. And I'm thinking it might have been on that street because that would be the street, the, the first main street going into the point section of Newport. So um, I think it might have been sort of near where the Admiral's headquarters was, but it might, it, it wasn't directly on the, uh, the same street. And so th we have no indication where Point Street is today, but, but uh, that, that's my suspicion as to where it might be. Norm, do we know how long did the Gazette actually run? There, there are seven issues that uh, that exist in a supplement. The seventh, the supplement that was published, ended with a um, an ad for a uh, an almanac, which was they called it a French calendar or an almanac for 1781. This was published on uh, January 2nd, 1781. And there are no other issues of the newspaper uh, still existing. Uh, the seven issues in the supplement are uh, in the uh, Newport, not the, uh, the Rhode Island Historical Society in uh, Providence. Uh, there are several iterations of this uh, published by the uh, American Antiquarian Society. I've seen a print version in a facsimile. Uh, a print edition in published as a book in uh, 1929. Uh, it was also published in microform in, uh, I guess, around the 1970s, 1980s. And I've seen a, an electronic form of, of this. Uh, all of the issues indicate to me, all of these iterations indicate to me that there's only one source, and that is the 
the source that's at the Rhode Island uh, Historical Society. The reason I say that is that the supplement of 1781 has a torn corner on the last page, and that torn corner is identical on all the iterations. So I think that there's only one issue of these, uh, uh, one one uh, example of of these seven ish- these seven issues of the supplement that are in existence, and those are at the uh, Rhode Island Historical Society. Uh, in the course of my translation of the diary of the Count de Lobetier, who was uh, Rochambeau's nephew and aide de camp, I found a su- another supplement to an issue 93, which uh, was dated November of 1782, uh, no, 1781, which would have been the end of the year of uh, the publication of this uh, this. Uh, Gazette Francoise. However, just a couple of days ago, I found that uh, that issue, even though it has a very, very similar uh, masthead, uh, that that issue was not from the Gazette Francoise, but the Gazette de France. So um, I thought that the the uh, the newspaper had continued publication, and this was a supplement, which would have meant that the, the press would have thrived from in that uh, 1781 period because it would have had to publish 85 issues to have this issue 93. However, that uh, that that's uh, an erroneous assumption because of uh, this discovery I made just a couple of days ago. Um, the th- the press did did continue publishing in 1781 because uh, one of the things that it did publish was that almanac that it announced. Uh, another thing that the, uh, the, uh, the that last issue of the supplement had was a an ad for um, for rags. Uh, rags was the the substance that was that bound the uh, the, uh, the the newspaper together. Paper, paper was made by hand in those days and um, it was it was used on uh, a rag or cloth fiber. So, uh, in order to continue publishing, they needed a constant supply of, of paper. Uh, they probably ran out of paper for uh, for use aboard ship, but um, paper was also in short supply in Newport because other other uh, entities required it. Legal documents had to be printed and on paper on. Uh, handmade paper and all kinds of other uh, uh, things that were, were competing for paper. So they, there was this ad in the news in the the last issue or in the supplement requesting um, uh, rags and that they would pay a good price for them um, so that they could continue making the paper. This ad was published both in English and in French. And there's more detail in the French version than in the English version, uh, surprisingly. But um, anyway, uh, some people believe that the newspaper ended publication after the supplement, first first of all because they thought that uh, the French soldiers had learned enough English to be able to dispense with the publication of the the newspaper. other people think that uh, it ceased publication because of uh, a short supply of rags and the the, the, the basis for making the paper, um, or that the the press had come across, uh, along 
it, it came across hard times. So, uh, and, and since these these seven issues are the only ones known to exist, they figured it, it ceased publication. My assumption is that nobody keeps newspapers because they're ephemeral. Uh, who, who today has last month's newspaper? Um, I think that the papers were recycled to make more paper or to um, uh, reuse it in other fashions, such as uh, wrapping fish or uh, lining bird cages or something like that. So the paper would have been recycled in some fashion or other. However, there is indication that the, that the press did uh, continue publication because not only did it publish that almanac, but it also published uh, the um, Marquis de Chatelieu's Travels in America. Uh, it published 27 issues of that, and one of the issues was owned by the Count de Lauberdiere, who makes reference to it in his diary. So that uh, that leads me to believe that the the newspaper did survive into 1781, but when it stopped publication, we don't know. Um, I had, having see, discovered this issue 93. I thought it, it was still being published, but uh, issue 93 was actually published in Paris, and the uh, rest of the newspaper was published in Newport. So that led me to think that maybe either the press had gone back to, to Paris at the time, or that it was a different publication. It turns out it was a different publication altogether. But how long did the, the, the newspaper continue publishing? We don't know. Uh, certainly, when the troops left Newport in June of uh, 1781, uh, they probably would have uh, no longer needed the uh, the press, or the, you couldn't you couldn't keep a press running with, with the troops with the troops on the march to Yorktown or to New York. So um, it would have had to be boarded back on the ship or uh, sent back to Paris or, or something. Uh, so, so some, somewhere along that line. Uh, the, the publication ceased, but we don't. We don't. We have no indication of uh, how long the, it continued publishing. It's just that the the only issues that survived are these seven issues and the supplement. Was this type of publication common during the Revolutionary Era? N- newspapers were quite common. Uh, in fact, uh, the the plaque at the Hunter House in Newport says that this was the first. Uh, foreign publication in America. Uh, that was not correct. I, I, I found that there were three titles being, three newspapers being published in Pennsylvania prior to the this publication in French. This is the first publication, the first newspaper published in French in America. And this is unique. Uh, this, uh, th- there were no other, other publications of this type published up until this point. And this one is the first one to publish information for the troops and it's published by the uh by by the uh the, i suppose by the troops or by somebody in the uh in the uh in the navy uh although they used uh also some editors and some people uh Newport residents to assist with this because the editorial offices are indicated at different uh, different places in Newport and um so consequently, this is a, a unique publication in that sense, and um, because it's aimed at the French troops, the focus is primarily on things that the French troops might be interested in. 
things that are happening in uh, Europe that are uh, of, of interest to the French, say like uh, what is Spain and Portugal doing uh, in, in terms of the war, uh, and for, for example, the or, or, or uh, Admiral Destain uh, attacking Gibraltar and trying to, to capture Gibraltar, or things that are going on in Africa, as well as uh, major victories that, that are going on, things that are of particular interest to the French. So some of the, uh, the stories are uh, taken from American newspapers and translated into French. Others are uh, stories that are written specifically for this publication. And sometimes the, the, the stories that are taken from American publications are uh, edited. Uh, things are added or extracted, uh, particularly of things that are of, in, are of interest to the French. Uh, of particular interest are the things that relate to Benedict Arnold. Uh, the, the French had a particular dislike of Benedict Arnold, and the first item that appears in the uh, the newspaper is a proclamation that Benedict Arnold is, is issuing to the American troops to try to get them to desert and to join the British. Well, after that uh, that proclamation, which is published uh, pretty much verbatim, uh, there's a paragraph or two where the newspaper is talking about Arnold and they're using very descriptive terms as the French often do in a very, uh, very, very colorful language that uh, really bite into, into his character. And there are, there are a couple of stories in the newspaper that uh, Arnold appears and they all have this very vituperative language that really cuts them to the quick. Norm, when you read through the Gazette Francoise, uh, what kind of things do they talk about? What topics do they cover? Well, the things that they're talking about are the uh, things like uh, uh, the, the various European countries joining the either joining the war or their their particular stance on the war. Um, there's an article on the British uh, troops preparing to sail for America. Uh, President Lawrence committed to the Tower of London. Um, King George sending, uh, learning about the French reinforcements coming to America. So uh, there, there, there are things like uh, prisoner exchanges uh, that they're talking about, uh, trade, illicit trade with the enemy. Um, because the French had a, uh, a, a number of colonies in the West Indies, there's a, a, a long article about the uh, the hurricane in the uh, the West Indies that destroyed a lot of the uh, the, the tropical islands there, and um, the the damage that it, that it created, and so on and so forth. They're also talking about um, events that happened to the French Navy or the actions that the French Navy was involved in. Um, Troop, troop movements of the French, for example, say like Lafayette's movements toward uh, toward uh, uh, Williamsburg, and um, various other uh, activities going on that uh, would have would have been particularly of uh, been of particular interest to the French. Norm, why would this have been a valuable resource to a French soldier in the 18th century? 
Well, it would keep it, it would keep them up to date with what's going on in the in the region where they're living, as well as what's happening in the entire country, all the, all the, the thirteen colonies, as well as what's happening in the West Indies and uh, back home in uh, in Spain. In France, uh, what's happening with Spain and Portugal, and so on, and um, the uh, the aid that they're going to provide. So it it would give them sort of it, it would it would help boost morale for one thing. It would give them a uh, a greater sense of cohesion um, and sort of being a, a part of knowing what's going on, uh, keeping keeping up to date with what's happening instead of just being totally lost. And in fact, in uh, the Count de Lombardier's diary, he talks about a period where they've gone almost a year without any, receiving any mail from home. So people had lost family and relatives and not known about it until much later. Uh, news, it, it takes like four or five weeks, sometimes six weeks. I think the fastest ships that traveled across would take about uh, three weeks. Um, and uh, so the if something was was sent on the the day the ship left, it would, the quickest it would get here would be three weeks, and then it uh, it would have to be uh, distributed to where the the troops happened to be. Um, so the news didn't travel very fast in those days. Uh, it's not like we had uh, a wire service that they could get news from, and everybody had the same news on the same day. Um, News traveled very slowly, and it, uh, it took a long time to uh, to arrive. And uh, so people would lose family and relatives and uh, have uh, news from family that was very, very outdated. Uh, births and, and so on would uh, would not get reported for, for quite some time. Um, so even when these soldiers went back home, uh, things had changed so much, many of them felt uh, totally expatriated or uh, totally lost because they, they they had no no context and uh, th- a newspaper like this would help alleviate that uh, that sense of loneliness or alienation that uh, they would feel uh, out in the in the field how does this article help us to understand the revolutionary era better well I think it gives us a different perspective uh, for example we we read things uh, in the newspapers or in the documents, we have a, an American point of view. Uh, here we've got a different point of view. Uh, we, we read some of the diaries that uh, give us a French point of view. Um, so this this helps us reflect on what uh, what people are thinking, what's happening, the major events of the day, and what's important to these people because they they're selecting the news that's going into these. These uh, these issues, they by, by selecting these these items, they are um, sort of editing or uh, showing us what uh, what is important to them. And in the process of doing so, they uh, they explain to us or give us an inclination of what is important to them and why it's important to them. And um, uh, we we can get uh, a better appreciation of their values and uh, points of view. Norm Damaris, thanks again. Thank you very much. Pleasure being with here, being here with you. The music played in this episode included works by Kevin McLeod and the Sturbridge Colonial Militia. 
any unauthorized reproduction or use of this podcast, without the express written permission of the Journal of the American Revolution, is strictly prohibited. For everyone here at Dispatches, I'm Brady Kreitzer saying so long.